This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Welcome to Riffin' with Raph and AD, coming to you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Now here's former Huskers, Chris Raph and Aaron Davis. All right, we're back again, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Riffin' with Raph and A.D. A.D., what a weekend it was. You know what, man? It had been a lot of years since I seen a lot of those guys back, man. And I mean, like, collectively. You know, see that many former players back and just the uh, the stories, the laughter. Um, uh, it, it was a great time, man. It was a great time. I mean, some fellas I hadn't seen, like, since college. Jock Allen. I hadn't seen Jock since college, man. You know, so we're talking, you know, 25 years ago, bro. Uh, Coop, Reggie Cooper, I hadn't seen Reggie. She's probably longer than that, you know, because he was a different year than, than we were. You know, so there were so many guys that I had to see. Odious Lee, you know, I hadn't seen him. You know, um, it, it was just, like I said, man, the older I get, which <laughs> I'm getting up there. I mean, I'm still, I feel young, but, you know. The more I appreciate events like last weekend, you know, the guys did a great job, you know, Rashawn Jackson with the, uh, the spring chilla um, Saturday evening, Steve Taylor with the deal that spearheaded at the Rococo um, right after the game at five o'clock. I mean, it was just overall and the weather. I mean, you can't com- you can't complain about that. You know, the weather was nice, man. What do you think, bro? I thought it was awesome. I thought it was. It exceeded my expectations. Um what Steve did, you know, he had he had a he had a vision, you know. He was telling us about that what probably four, five, six months ago. He had that vision of what he wanted to put together. Mm-hmm. He went out, found sponsors, and put together, you know, a pretty amazing event. When you have, you know, the great Aaron Davis talking a little bit beforehand, <laughs> that's all. You know, that's all always great. I mean, to pay that fee, I mean, what kind of fee did Steve have to to, to pay out to get AD to speak? And then, then, then they had some coach guy come up and, you know, give a little speech. And when anytime you have a chance to hear Coach Osborne speak, I mean, that's pretty amazing. And he got to take a picture with me again, which, you know, he enjoys all those pictures he takes with me. You can tell by the smile on his face. 
I want to say this too, though, man, folks that are listening. We just went on Facebook. I mean, not just went on Facebook Live. You don't want to miss this show tonight because I know um, in the past couple years, past three years, you figure 2020, I mean, it hit us like a Tyson blow with COVID. And 2021 really doesn't loosen up until about almost, you know, July, August this time. Then you look at what's going on now. I mean, we're looking at wars and people are tired. I mean, people are tapped out. That's why I love this show that we do on the evenings because it's something, hopefully it's a respite. It's a breakaway from the chaos, uh, from some of the pain, from some of the trauma that people are dealing with today. Folks, we have one of the one of the best to ever put the, the in on his helmet as far as fullback, as far as any position that goes, but as far as fullback. And also a story of resilience, resolve, and redemption. I'm going to say that again, resilience, resolve, and redemption because many of you remember the name Willie Miller you're just gonna think of the guy running down you know running up the middle running guys over but there were other hits he took that were way more vicious than any took any hit he ever took on the football field and he made it through that's the part that's impressive Willie good, good evening big bro hey good evening fellas you know thanks for having me on the show tonight you know I really appreciate it it's an honor to be here and uh, second of an introduction, you know, they might might remember the guy that's running down the field looking like the water boy, you know, and, and getting caught, you know. That big one with Roy Williams, you know, one versus two, Oklahoma against Nebraska, and Roy Williams hunting me down like a gazelle, you know, things like that. But, uh, yeah, you know, I tried a little bit. Tried, tried a little bit. bit. <laughs> I thought if you wore number 15, you can't get dragged down or anything like oh, that. Boy. I just thought that was just hey, the... <laughs> what, hey, without a doubt, that 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 cat, Tommy Frazier, wearing that 15, man, it, one of the best that ever played the game. But uh, I had to be kind of unique at fullback. I wanted to stand out a little bit some kind of way. And uh, once I kind of found out that my old coach had uh, – my coach from high school had kind of had that number, I believe – then it was time to kind of make that transition and, and try and be a little different and be the guy he wanted me to be down there. So was there any hesitation in taking that number, being that Tommy was just just leaving? Or were you just like, nope, give it to me, I'm ready to roll? Nope, I was like, give it to me, I'm ready to roll. I like it. Like I said, that's one of those neat things. If you got, if you have a dream, right, mm-hmm. and my dream is to be the starting fullback down there, again, I knew there was no way in the world I could ever replace a, uh, you know, Tommy Frazier but at the end of the day some people know that number and that comes with expectations Mm. and I kind of like to have expectations Mm. in a sense because again that puts a bigger greater calling on you to perform you know you can either rise to the task or you can you know fall down and curl yeah definitely because you just you're basically taking the number you know this should have been Heisman Trophy winner probably the best player in the country or as we were debating on Saturday night, the greatest college football player in the history of college football. Did you hear me, Michael Booker? <laughs> oh, 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 Willie, we oh. was talking some trash Saturday night, surprise, man. Surprise, so, <laughs> Book, surprise. Yeah, Booker, you know, Mike, um, uh, Mike Fullman. And we had Joe Walker, man. I oh, mean, you can you imagine oh, the trash talking that oh, was going on? Goodness, all DBs, come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the DBs on. talk too much. Oh, they talk. You know, way they're just, just too constantly much. going. Chirp, 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 Well, let me before we go any further, folks. I want okay. you to know on uh, the twenty second. Uh, I said February twenty second, April twenty second, at the Lincoln Children's Zoo from seven 
uh, to 10.30 p.m. Uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Lancaster County, which is a great organization. I've, uh, I've had the chance to work with them for a long time over the years in different capacities. And uh, Kim Goins is the executive director there. Have a great board. Jessica Erstad has been part of that for um, a number of years. Actually got me involved with it a number of years ago. But they have a Boys and Girls Club. It's called Casino Night. It's a fun night. Uh, all the proceeds go uh, for the Boys and Girls Club of Lancaster, uh, Lancaster County. Uh, I will be there uh, as well. Um, we'll have the uh, the great Darren Erstad, one of the best uh, ever wear Nebraska football, uh, basketball. I mean, not basketball. He could play that too. It but baseball decent. uniform. He pretty much did it all. He was a know? decent punter. He was a decent punter. Also, remember national championship. The guy's a World Series winner, Golden Glove award winner, and one of the most humble guys you'll meet. He's one of the guests. Uh, dealers as well. We'll have a number of other guys that will be there. I'll announce those, but we're giving these two tickets away. We actually have four, I believe. We're giving the first two away. Who texts us in on the Sardar Heyman text line at 402-464-5685 or the Honda of Lincoln hotline 402-464-5685. Text a question or call them with a question for Willie Miller and you will be the first caller. Whoever that first person is, you'll have two tickets for the uh, the Boys and Girls Club Casino Night at the uh, Lincoln Children's Museum. Uh, Lincoln Children's Zoo. I keep saying the museum. It's not the museum. It's the Lincoln Zoo. I keep wanting to throw that museum in. It's the Lincoln Children's Zoo from 7 to 10.30 p.m. on April 22nd. So the first caller for that, the first text, those will be awarded to you. So I want to make sure I mention that. I'll mention it again. Willie, do you – let me ask you this, man. Watching football now – and uh, compared to when you were growing up, tell us about growing up in Bellevue, though. What was that like? Growing up in Bellevue? You know, I, w- I was an Air Force kid, you know, an Air Force brat, where my dad was in the Air Force. And, uh, you know, honestly, it's pretty vanilla there for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, you know, I-, I was involved in sports there because there's a lot of activities to do on right. base. But uh, just as far as growing up, it was, it was a good environment as far as the people there, um, military, so a lot of people, you know, Different areas, different backgrounds, all being around each other, mm-hmm. all going after the common good. So, I mean, that's the main thing I can say about it, really. So, were you, were you born and raised in Bellevue then, or did you move around a little before? I was not. Actually, I came and my dad moved to Bellevue when I was in the first grade. Mm-hmm. So, I've been, I grew up in Bellevue ever since I was in the first grade. Okay. Moved around a little bit before that, but okay. my main stayed from Bellevue all the way through high school to coming down to Lincoln and such and forward. Why Bellevue West other than Bell- or Bellevue East? Or Bellevue. Bellevue. <laughs> Why Bellevue West over Bellevue East? You're trying to get me in trouble in here. You know, I'm just curious, you know, because I know it's a, it's a Bellevue thing. It's like you guys just despise each other. Why is that? I I, I don't despise anybody. I love everybody. You know? <laughs> but seriously, I mean, um, back to it really and truthfully, that's just a lot of the Air Force kids – really kind of were in certain areas where they went to Bellevue West. Yeah. For the most yeah. part. I mean, there were kids who also went to Bellevue East, but it seemed like there was a less amount that went to Bellevue East than what went to Bellevue West that were in Air Force kids. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I got, really, on that. And Eric Strickland went there. So if Eric Strickland went to Bellevue West, you definitely got to go to Bellevue West. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, I remember going and watching him playing in basketball, man. He's just throwing down dunks left and right. I mean, just amazing, jumping out the gym. So it was good stuff growing up and watching you know, when you when you were growing up, though, was there when did you get introduced to football? You know, how did that whole take place? Or and were there you a wrestler too, though? Oh no, you weren't a wrestler. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But no, I was, not. <laughs> I, I was not a wrestler. That was not my thing. Absolutely not. Uh, but starting with football, you know, I started playing football at seven years old, and I played on the nine and ten year old team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because the weight limit was 105, and at seven I was 105, right? Hold on, so, wait a minute, wait a minute, time out. Mm-hmm. You yes. was 105 pounds at seven. Yes, absolutely. Carter, so, did you hear that? 105 man? pounds at seven years old, and that's what the nine and ten year olds played at. Was the 105 was the limit? That's what I was at, and I had to play, and I played. And every single year after that, to try and play with the nine and ten year olds, I had to lose ten to fifteen pounds to play. Okay, <laughs> so you stop messing with me. You know I got already got a complex over here. So AD, knock it off, knock, knock it off, Chris. I think it's knock impressive. It off. So did, did they <laughs> knock it off? Knock it off. At your games, did, did mm-hmm. they have they have the skill like right before the game where you had to go way in? We did actually. We had to do that at, a different... at, at midpoint. You had to do it at the start of the season. You had to do it at the middle a of the midpoint. season. So you didn't have to do yes. it every game. You did not have to okay. do it every game. I had to okay. do it. I had to do it every okay. single game for midget football in Lincoln. That was the worst because I mean I was teetering. Yeah, teetering. I was more teetering to the right than I was to the left. So <laughs> that happens. Hey, that happens. That so, happens. so yeah. So, so you look it. at that point. So you mm-hmm. were already playing. That, that seems to be a common thread too. That. Um, you look at Kenny Wilhite, played with older kids all the time when he grew up. Corey Dixon was on a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago talking about he played with older kids, now he got better. Mm-hmm. How do you think that helped you growing up and improving in football that you were always playing with guys? Because regardless if you weigh the same or not, they're mm-hmm. still two years older mentally. Yes, they That's are. an advantage. Without a doubt. How did that help you out? Well, I'm going to tell you, this, it didn't help me out much at all at the beginning. I mean, hey, I, was, I went to practice there, and I cried every single day. Literally, I was crying because I had, I had little guys that picked on me. They called me Milky Wilky. You know, they, they were just, they had names for me all day, every mm. day. And I kid you not, I would cry and I'd be like, Mom, I want to be done with football. My mom was like, baby, you don't start, you don't start it, you're going to finish, finish it. it. And that's that was the lesson that I learned. And, I mean, some of these guys, I mean, nah, I won't say the names, but, you know, because I'm cool <laughs> with them today. I'm yeah. cool with them today. But they are guys who know this story, yeah. who live this story with me. And saw the transition, right, and me and playing football and have respect for that fact mm-hmm. because they knew where I started. Right. They knew I was like that, that guy that they messed with every single day, yeah. beat up and all that kind of stuff. But like I said, the lesson that I learned was at the end of the day, here's the thing. When you're playing a game of football, all you have to do is smack somebody in the mouth on the field, and all of a sudden they go quiet. They go quiet. They go quiet. They go that quiet. was the lesson learned. You know what, bro? It's something. It's kind of like what you just said. Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And you figure as as just the mentality, I think about yourself. I think about the Rathmans. You can't forget about, of course, the McAvicka brothers. Uh, you think about Corey Schlesinger. You think about Shalene. All those great backs. Carpenter. I can go on and on and on and on. You guys had a certain edge to you, though. Mm-hmm. So before I even get to that, though, why Nebraska and who else was looking at you and why you cho- why did you choose here? So you had this great year, mm-hmm. couple years actually at Bellevue West, right? Mm-hmm. One of the best backs, you know, for sure in the state, one of the best being recruited in the country. Why did you choose Nebraska? What was it about the Nebraska lore that brought you here? So the thing about Nebraska was, <clears throat> like my sophomore year, and like you said, everybody's always older than me because when I started my senior season, I was sixteen and turned seventeen, right? Oh, wow! So, so I was sixteen year old, turned seventeen. But let's back it up for a moment. Sophomore year, like 13, starting, turn 14, I was in the top 10 leading rushers in the state at the end of that year. Right? Everybody's sending That's the mail. Just, think about right. that for a second, though. At 15! 13, 14. 17, so 13, 14. 14 15, Go ahead. 15, 16, 17. So, yeah. So, top 10 in, in the state, and then everybody's sending letters. Everybody's sending letters. Everybody's contacting 
and then I was in a uh, a car wreck right before my junior season mm. with a buddy of mine out acting a fool, trying to mm-hmm. pass somebody, going too fast on a little dirt road type of thing. Car skids to the side, you know, those little electric boxes. We roll up oh, to it, we wow. hit it, and then boom, boom, boom. I fly out the side window, right? Kind of cartwheel, hit this tree, and and drop the vehicle. Hits about mm, close to about ten to five yards away from me. Bounces over me, over this little six foot tree, and then comes to rest about mm, eight to ten yards away from me on the side. Now, my friends come running up to me. They're like, Willie, 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 you okay? I'm like, you can see me? Seriously, because I had just seen ghosts, right, back wow. in the day, right? And people, when they died, they got thrown out their body. I didn't mm-hmm. see no bright light right away, so I'm really freaking out during this No moment, doubt. Okay? And like I said, when they could see me, I was like, okay, I'm alive. So, and then my buddy, who was in the car still, right, they had to come strap him out. All he had was a broken thumb. Other than that, he's fine. For me, I had it required no stitches, no broken bones, but my groins were ripped to, to crap from, from flying in the air and cartwheeling. But I can say my junior season, needless to say, because this happened about a month before it started, less than that, was not very good. You know, I didn't start mm-hmm. the season. I could barely run that season. But we come into my senior year. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's back it up where everybody's contacting me sophomore year. Yeah. Nothing happened. Got quiet. Everybody's gone. They're like, oh, (laughs) what was that, a fluke? You you know, what's going on there? So quiet. Right before my senior season, I come down here because Kosolis was the one person that stayed in contact with me constantly. (laughs) Constantly. I still got that that letter from Nebraska with the N on it. That's the one coming in constantly. Come down here, do the camp. His biggest thing with me is he loved the way I could run the ball. He just wanted to see could I block. He kept telling me he could make me into a blocker because he saw it in me with the way I ran the ball. I thought he's insane. <laughs> but at the end of the day, get into my senior year, halfway through after game seven, I'm at exactly 100 carries for 1,000 yards, averaging 10 yards a carry. Kid you not. Uh, Solis had just come to the game. I had like 31 carries for 302 yards. It was a Bell U.S. record for like almost 20 years to this mm. one kid. 31 carries for how many? It was like 302 yards. Good God. But like I said, there's the kid, you know, he broke the heck out of him. That's good for him, though. But, <laughs> right, right, right. So that was the game. I got a chance to kind of show off a little bit when right. the came because that's your moment, right? Right. Yeah. It's, it's the moment. And I will – yeah. So that was the moment. And after that, like I said, everybody's contacting me. Everybody's contacting me. I ended up leading the state in rushing that year mm-hmm. through the regular season, all state, whatever. Now, my boy Eric, he passed me when he took the playoffs into consideration because we – we just we five and five, you know. We five and five, you know what I'm saying? And that's but, Eric so yeah. Crouch he's referring to, folks, one of yes, his best sir. friends still to this day that he's referring mm-hmm. to. So think about the caliber of talent that was in the state at that time where you have Willie Miller and you have Eric Crouch battling it out for leading state, you know, for the state rushing title. That's nuts. Right. So you know how many times, Raph? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, brother. I was going to say, Randy Stella was in that time period too, wasn't he? He was. He was a little bit of a youngster, though. I think he's a year, two years year two. behind. I think he's just right two years behind those okay. guys. Yeah. Yes. And it was kind of Stella that. was a bad boy, too. He oh, was yeah. Insane. It's like coming to, a, coming to America. I don't know he what his name was, but I know he was bad. <laughs> yes, sir. Stella was. Okay. Stella was. Folks, once again, we'll have to let you in. Me and Rav try to find some way to bring in coming to America in some shape or form to our radio show. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of thought it, you know, I kind of found a resting, but, you know, no, it always, it always finds lying. its way back. He likes it. We love a little coming to America. He lying. Hey, 
But check Whoa. this out. Carter, or, or K Money right here, he's only 19. He hadn't even seen the movie yet. He's only 19. 19. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. So we got to get him in to come into America. We got to the to the folks okay. that are listening Classic. right now, Classic. I want to remind you again uh, to call in, uh, the text to the Sarder Heyman text line at 402-464-5685 or call into the Honda Lincoln of uh, Honda of Lincoln Hotline. 402-464-5685 if you have a question for Mr. Willie Miller or if you have your favorite but has to be be able to stay on the air <laughs> favorite coming to America line but we prefer you to have a question for Willie Miller because we're going to get deeper into this right now we're going to take a quick break this is Ripping with Raf and AD and we have Willie Miller former Husker fullback with us we'll be right back this is a 30 second stereo radio for trade school in the home depot spot code yhtfd00rga0 spot title project planning homeowner 101 so you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own let's make a plan take a free workshop from the home depot and get live help from our expert associates whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom we'll provide everything you need to get started You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte. 